I was fortunate enough to make it out to Red Bull Kumite this past weekend and attend one of the very first in-person FGC events of the last two years. Let me tell you what it was like attending an offline major in 2021 on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. I am back. I wasn't so sure I was going to make it, but I had an awesome adventure to uh, to fabulous Las Vegas over the weekend and was able to fortunately attend Red Bull Kumite, which was an awesome event. Mm. I, I've i been to many events in the past in my, in my time with the FGC, but I had forgotten about some crucial elements about what it is to go to one of these majors. And, uh, and I have some, some reports to share on it, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. We're still saying hi. We're still asking for likes, subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah, All that yeah. Good stuff. If everyone doesn't mind, you know the the best way to help out the channel uh, and keep us coming back each and every week with new, better, uh, faster, um, stronger. Maybe- yeah, stronger. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of some uh, terms that are PC. Uh, but anyway, all those PC terms that uh, you want to clean there, please just leave a like if you don't mind. It, it helps us out a ton. Really super appreciated. Yes, we'll all be more differently abled. Um, <laughs> I uh, so yeah, Red Bull Kumite was this weekend and. Uh, I think there was, correct me if I'm wrong, a pretty strong engagement as far as as far as we in Event Hubs are concerned, right? People were excited to check this out. It I don't know if it's officially the first big event back. I think it is, but it's yeah. it's one of the first, and certainly to this capacity, I would say. Um, this was this took place in Las Vegas in Caesar's Palace, the very first Evo that I ever went to, and actually the first time I went to Vegas in general, Evo 2010 was in Caesar's Palace in a uh, in a similar ballroom so there was a lot of uh, nostalgia for me at this event too but hot damn what a good time and that's not only coming from me but obviously I talked to a whole bunch of different people over the weekend and that was the general sentiment it was this collective uh, maybe a sigh of relief and paired with this sense of excitement to just embrace fighting games and and more specifically embrace an aspect of fighting games that we haven't had for two years widely speaking and man the the sense of release and relief and and just the good feels all around where it was palpable all weekend long it was in the fog the the the, the fog machines that were going off constantly cuz red bull's mm-hmm. got some pretty good production values and they must have put something in that man cuz people were happy oh hey they're talking about what was spiking it like? the the smoke machines, oh. huh? <laughs> what, what was I'm... it like uh, watching on your end? Oh, it was great. Um, one of the things yeah. about it on Event Hubs we know super well is that that U.S. timed tourneys, like if you're running on U.S. peak hours, basically, uh, those are some of the most watched uh, tournaments out there. Guilty Gear Strive was incredible to watch. Street Fighter Five was great. Like it was a, a lot of very fun stuff. Tekken Seven, I didn't catch the whole thing, but I caught a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. It just that that whole vibe, that whole atmosphere of offline tournaments. It was so nice to see it back. So mm-hmm. loved it. I realized that I had taken a lot of that sort of for granted, which is a little bit of a cliche thing to say, but it is true. Um, in the, in getting back out there, uh, and and then all of a sudden experiencing those things again. Now I would be uh, extra sad if if events went away again because of of feeling that. But I wanted to sort of dig into it here because. Um, if you looked into the stands, there weren't a ton of people actually there. There was a good number, and and it was still it felt like a major, but it certainly wasn't you know like like a, a an Evo or something like that where you had hundreds and thousands of people at any given time. 
all over the place. And that's, of course, very understandable. Uh, but but it did capture the magic. And so I wanted to talk to people about what it was generally like going to a fighting game major here in late 2021. Um, for some of you, you've been, but you haven't been in recent times. And some of you, you've never been to one at all. I'd like to offer something to everybody here. And I think if I were, if I were one of the people that didn't attend, one of the first things I would be wondering was, uh, how did things feel in terms of like a kind of a social COVID tension, right? Because that's something that we're all kind of like, oh, you know, is everybody around me going to feel safe and secure or or have me at an arm's length? And how do I feel about all of this stuff? And what are you allowed to do? And how much are you allowed to engage with people? And um, so, of course, there are there are rules there. When you're in a Vegas casino, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. Uh, Red Bull had a similar rule. Like when you're in the venue, you need to be wearing your mask. I think everybody had to get checked out for uh, uh, have a negative COVID test and whatnot. Um, and so there were masks there, but there are also rules like, you know, if you're eating or drinking, you don't have to have it on. And so what that leads to is like, you know, people are wearing and not wearing masks or their own policy was not, you know, mm-hmm. not the most uh, pristine. And so uh, would there be that sort of social tension? And I didn't feel it almost at all while I was there in terms of interacting with other people. I think um, for, to go out to an event like this, the people that are going to uh, feel um feel tense about it and and have some be kind of scared of it are the ones that are not going to be coming out quite yet and that's totally mm-hmm. their call but the people that are there have kind of weighed things and and are like you know I'm either going or I'm not but whether or not somebody else has proper you know mask etiquette or something like that is not going to be the make or break as to whether or not I go to this event that's what things sort of felt like and so that's uh, you know you never really felt like you couldn't do anything that you wanted to to do there was no limitations on the social aspects of things and uh you know as i'll get into here in a little bit of course you're there to play and experience these games but so much more a much more significant part of going to a major event is the social aspect is interacting with other people from other scenes that you don't normally see or except for maybe online occasionally and realizing that these people are more than the tweets they put out or the videos they produce or the comments that they make no and, no john and, if um if i'm if i'm intending uh, an event for the first time why do you say that the social aspect is the most important part why why is it that way well, that's the thing that gets the 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 warm feelings going, the the best memories. So, okay, so when you're playing and you're there to attend a tournament, the first place your mind goes to is probably how well are you going to do and you're worried about, you know, performing and meeting whatever your tournament goals are, and that is a big deal. And if you do well, then hey, that's probably going to be the highlight of your trip. But a lot of people go 0 and 2, and a lot of people don't yep. do as well as they wanted to, and then your tournament runs over and then what do you have? You have the rest of the community, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that as cool as a good tournament run is, and that that's awesome, there is much more consistency in terms of good times, and I would say the best times, outside of if you win or something like that, are had at IHOP or Denny's after the tournament's over, or, you know, in the evenings or whenever you go out with the group and you hang out and you exchange, you know, whether it's tech or stories or how you've been or you're giving somebody crap or whatever, those are the moments where you you learn the most, 
you uh, forge new relationships, you grow the relationships, you network, and that is, oh, it's so valuable. I mean, this mm-hmm. is coming obviously from a, a journalist from Event Hubs, you know, writing, and, and, and so I appreciate networking, but even beyond that, just the social aspect of growing your relationships, getting new friends, having new people to maybe practice with later on, even if that's, you know, like online, you guys go to your other sides of the country later. Um, those those are the, the things that stick with you, you know, the yeah. new contacts that you make. And for a lot of people who are like, look, I've interacted with the FGC online and on Twitter and on forums or Reddit and stuff like that. That's not how the FGC behaves offline. (laughs) Like you might run into someone who has cursed you up and down and whatnot. And then they're like, oh, are you so-and-so from Twitter? Like, oh, like, you know, I'm so sorry about saying that your IQ was the equivalent of that of a sea slug (laughs) and that I washed your dog and cat and everything got ran over and you died. I was really just kidding. You know, kind of thing. That's I've literally had those experiences where people were like, cuss me out online and I meet them in person and they're like really nice and really good about stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of amazing that that, you know, that what online kind of breeds in terms of uh, uh, maybe salt and other stuff when latency is involved in fighting games and other things. So um, it really is kind of a very different atmosphere. And you do see sometimes some intense situations come up, but they are few and far between. Um, they, they really don't happen often unless you're playing Marvel. <laughs> it is yeah. it is the uh to, to more succinctly put it i would say something like it's the fgc plus humanity something yes. like that yes because because we're so used to interacting on social media and only seeing small glimpses and only experiencing other people via the tweet that they put out and then the emotional immediate reaction that we had to that tweet and it's just so not the whole picture sometimes mm. it's not part of the picture almost at all, at all. yeah but you can make friends with your enemies at places like this that there's just there's so much more uh you know social lubrication and back and forth and whatnot that it's um it is really something that you have to experience yourself and and there is a drawback of course to having to spend the money and the time to travel and make accommodations and if you're in vegas you're like lucky if you can get away with a 20 dollar meal uh only 20 dollars and um so so i understand that but i do think that if you are if you are reasonably invested into the FGC, you should make it a point, start a savings, you know, start a, start a jar uh, where you throw your extra change in there. If people still have change, I don't even know if that's a thing really, um, where you can, you can build up a savings and go and attend at least one of these things to see what it's like, because it is incredibly valuable. And it is an element of the FGC that without this, you are not getting the full picture of what the fighting game community has to offer. And, uh, and you are heavily missing out. So I, I don't say that to, to make people feel bad. I say make it a goal to attend at least one. And mm-hmm. when you do, uh, make it a point to be social. Because, yes. uh, and, and that's not like you don't have to be someone that you're not, but practice talking to people and like, um, you know, and, and, and saying hi in, in a respectful way. But sometimes that's all it takes to, you know, then get invited with a group of people, you know, like, oh, hey, there's K-Bride. What's up, K-Bride? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were about to go out to to Denny's and or IHOP. Come on mm-hmm. with us, you know, yeah. something like that. Uh, and and that's what that's what leads to those kinds of moments, you know, and that's what leads to, hey, you know, I, I, I can't hang out right now or talk, but maybe we can play some casuals at some point. Let me let me, you know, add you on Twitter. You make opportunities for yourself and that helps you uh, grow your circles, grow your fighting game abilities, share tech, things like that. There's so much value in these events. Mm-hmm. Support for the Event Hubs podcast is brought to you by Manscaped today, which offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. 
And we have an exclusive offer for you today. If you go to manscaped.com, you will get 20% off and free shipping and handling if you use the checkout code eHubsPod when you check out. 20% off, free shipping and handling, and it lets them know that we sent you. And that's a really important part of the process. Yeah, yeah. Manscaped was actually kind enough to send us both the perfect package 4.0, which includes not only the lawnmower 4.0, but also the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver, which is a ball spray toner. Both of these do wonders below the belt, leaving you feeling comfortable and looking confident. We need to look confident, John, and also smell like you care. And, and you know what, John? I tried this out with a wife last night, and she liked it. Ooh. So if you're trying to please the ladies, this worked on my lovely wife. We know that the FGC doesn't exactly have the best resume, the best track record, the best perception, let's say, when it comes to hygiene. Well, fair enough. Let's start today. We have an opportunity. We can take a high-quality product, and I've been using it. I've been using all of these. I deem them high-quality. John, are they high-quality? No, they're great. They're Absolutely. Great. 20% off. Free shipping and handling, and we can begin dismantling a stereotype with the lawnmower 4.0 and its uh, accompanying ball products. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out about the lawnmower is uh, it has a ceramic blade, which means less snags, less catching, less cuts, stuff like that. And when you're trimming your balls, that's like one of the most important parts about it. It also has uh, a 4000K. LED light so you can see exactly what you're doing no matter how deep and dark you've allowed your pube pores to grow. That light is amazing. It is so nice to have. I, I never knew I needed it until I tried this and now I'm like, I'm never using anything else without that light on there because it's a ball saver. Also, Manscaped's gonna take really good care of our audience out there because they can get 20% off. I forgot about that. Yeah, hey, it, it's a good deal. Just use that code eHubspod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, just punch in that code eHubspod, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> There are some some members of the FGC who are, you know, not as socially gifted as others. Um, so, you know, uh, if you see these faces at events, uh, John and John here, please come up and say hi. We love talking to the fans. Like, that is uh, one of our favorite parts of going to these shows. And then um, there's a couple other people I'll give a shout outs because I know, like, there's just freaking warm and awesome people. Uh, uh, Michael Yipes. Um, uh, Michael uh, Yipes is just awesome. And then Tasty Steve. Uh, Tasty Steve will make you feel like a million bucks. Oh, well, sorry, I don't want to put that pressure on him. But, but, but Steve is so awesome. I'm like, and there's a lot of very warm people on the FGC. And if you don't get, you know, a great response from someone like realize like it can be socially awkward for a lot of us. Like we're not, you know, not everyone is a social butterfly. Right. Um, but keep trying, keep trying to talk to people. Um, most people are just so happy to be talking fighting games in person to other people. It's like, it's so much fun. It's so invigorating. And then, uh, on the note of like uh, getting better too. um, some of the best tips I've ever gotten for improving skill wise have happened in offline events. Um, it's so people are so much more willing to like, if you lose a match to someone, you can like oftentimes say like, Hey, what do you think of like what I'm doing here or doing that? And like, people are so much more willing to share technology and just general advice when you're in that offline setting. Uh, it's just so much more friendly. What I found. 
Mm-hmm. One of my notes here is to say that casuals are the freaking best. Mm. Yeah, of course, you can play online at home, and there's value to that, especially when it comes to learning matchups. And if your connection's strong enough, you can absolutely get better at the game, refine your skills. But when you're one, that there's something about sitting in a rotation that like kind of arcade feel. Yeah, obviously, you're not putting your quarter down anymore, but you know you're like I got next. It's two out of three, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting and you're waiting, and you don't want to lose because then you have to get in the back of the line or go somewhere else to another station and you know you're you're getting the opportunity to play someone like you know chris cch or lpn or uh you know all of these there's a bunch of socal players there for instance and socal's got a pretty pretty deep roster and um uh, the the to be able to sit down play next to somebody um these were on playstation 5 which even then there were i, I did hear a handful of complaints like oh, oh but it's man. the ps5 but there were yeah. there's that's that's part yeah. of the fgc experience yep. you're gonna hear some complaints yep. about the platform you're on no matter what it is <laughs> you could have the best platform on the planet people are like ah well, well, what is this crap like i'm definitely seeing latency on this it's a, it's a damn monitor or it's a damn port that i'm putting my joystick into or something like it, it's always going to be something so but, yeah. pc load letter <laughs> <laughs> what uh, the heck does that mean yeah. uh, so but but there is um and, and you can appreciate this idea idea no matter you know who you are there's a very big difference between you sit and you play and then a match plays out and however it's going to play out and then you can turn to the person next to you and say what were you on uh, you know were you plus there or why Mm -hmm. why is this working or whatever it is or you can turn to the person and laugh about how goofy something happened how something happened and how it played out and how ridiculous it was and then your feelings of like if it were at home and I just lost a bunch of points for that, there's a certain like frustration that I'm trying to deal with for the rest of the day versus in there, you just kind of laugh at like, oh, well, that was a ridiculous situation and that's fine. Uh, it, there's just, I don't know, it, a, a lot of, a lot of things happen in a, in a, I don't know, a, a more positive capacity than mm-hmm. in, um, in that kind of state. And so casuals uh, all at the same time, I felt like I could go from watching the pros to then uh, directly applying some of the lessons I was learning. And for me personally, it was just like allowing myself to do things that are quote unquote scrubby, like wake up jab mm-hmm. more freely <laughs> because I was like, the pros are doing it there. I went and implemented it. And then between ta- observing and then talking with people, I could see in real time my game getting better. And maybe that was just a, a level of confidence. But regardless of what it was, I saw my game getting better in real time. There was a particular fire for me that got ignited from that that like that process of watching, talking, and playing in person with all of these different people from all of these different groups, uh, you know, like across the country and and, and across the world actually, and uh, they they all speak a common language with you, which is whatever fighting game you play. But they have these different points of view and these different tidbits of information. And yes, you can get some of the stuff on Discord. Yes, that information is technically out there, but I'm saying. That social lubrication, the setting, there's something about it that unlocks the communication in a way that you just do not get from watching and interacting online. So I would say again, if you can make it a point, make it a goal to come out to at least one of these things and and be open and free in your communication. And um, it's something that everybody in the FGC should experience at least once. You know, John, it sounds like to me like you were watching a lot of Street Fighter V and you were having that translate directly to your gameplay and having it improve and stuff like that. Sounds to me like you're saying Street Fighter V is a highly watchable game. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe over Street Fighter I would say it's even. got some good watchability to it. I wouldn't say it's as watchable just, as uh, Street Fighter go. 4 yeah. might be. Oh, no, we're invested in this now. I'm going to give you a response of legitimate... <laughs> but, yeah, um, if, street, if you heard it here first. Street Fighter Five, most watchable of all the Street Fighters. <laughs> Tell us in the comments why we're wrong. Yes, um, uh, but if uh, and for people who don't know how casuals work, it's kind of intimidating because you'll see a casuals area. It should be you know labeled or it should be kind of obvious. They've got a bunch of setups and people playing a variety of games. Um, just go up to the, the setup that you want to play on and it's not a um it's not a like invite only kind of thing just say hey i got next and that's all you have to do and the people should close out their set and and clear a spot for you whoever loses uh winner stays on you know really simple mm -hmm. thing uh it's it's really there easy might to be a line already so yeah you, you've got yeah. next after last but yeah exactly yeah 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 just, just kind of look around and see but a lot of times it looks like you know uh, people aren't going to clear out on the set unless you say hey i got next um so if there's no line or anything like that you know just that's mm -hmm. how you put yourself in the queue and um, and there it is. It's yep. a real simple pro tip for you. So, oh, I, I want one more thing I want to make mention of when uh, in the last chance qualifier, Chris CCH was making a particularly good run. And, and it wasn't just his matches that people were watching. But as the LCQ sort of whittled down to the top contenders uh, and, and Tekken grand finals, I think we're playing during this time. And uh, but the, the Street Fighter crowd was just like in the old days. <laughs> the old days uh we're just huddled around where you can mm -hmm. barely see what's yeah. going on like you move your head this way so you can see the meter and then you move your head this way so you can see life bars and it's it's uh, as we would say at super arcade nuts to butts i don't yeah. know if we'll get edited for that but uh <laughs> but there is also a a magic in that and like yeah you come away with a kinked neck but i don't know man people clamoring over each other to experience the hype of the moment the the only reason that that I as I can as far as I can tell the reason that there's a difference there between you know watching it online and being there is that you can also see the person that's going the two people that are going through this and you can feel with them that experience and that reaction one of them loses and you feel bad in this instance I, I remember watching Chris CCH and Shine play and like three or four different times throughout the rest of the weekend I heard different people say. I feel so bad for Shine, who lost. Mm -hmm. and it was very close, and and of course, Chris CCH was a was a story in and of himself, and in his run over the weekend. But you saw him get up and celebrate, and you have this. It's the immediate spirit bomb energy is immediately there. You don't have to send it, uh, and oh, it's palpable. Yeah, LCQs are are some of the most hype stuff in the FGC, and it's kind of a shame that some of them like don't get the the priority on streaming uh, that we'd like to see because it's kind of a notorious thing, unfortunately, with LCQs. Um, the last chance qualifiers are are some of the most hype stuff, and if you're going to go and and watch stuff offline, I highly recommend the LCQs because it's that 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 rawness, that intensity, that that energy is very much there through pretty much every LCQ I've ever been to. It just it's 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 a really unique experience. I highly recommend going to them. A lot of fun. Good times. <laughs> well, John, you got anything All more? I had to say about that. All nope. right. All right, y'all. That's actually going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Shorter episode this week, but we're going to be back next week with some Luke impressions. And I got to say it that way now because of John, but some Luke impressions. Uh, we got the uh, fall update coming. It's like we're very hyped about that. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming in. And, you know, maybe we've got some bigger stuff in the works here for the Event Hubs podcast. You know, we're kind of working on some stuff. You know, but, but, but we'll talk about that more when it comes down the pipe. Uh, but anyway, leave a like and we will see you guys very soon. Adios.